All right. Hello, everybody. This is the Sports Ballet Hour podcast. This is uh, Ethan Shep. Evan Sillett. Ryan Wallace. And uh, today we're going to talk about the divisional rounds and then uh, looking forward to the uh, championship rounds of each conference. But uh, the first thing we're going to talk about is the Rams-Packers game. And the Packers won this game 32-18. Uh, to 18. Uh, I thought the big hype going into this game was uh, Jalen Ramsey versus uh, Devontae Adams. And um, it was definitely interesting to watch. Uh, Devontae Adams did score a touchdown, and I thought overall, overall played pretty well. Um, it was just fun to see these guys run around uh, the field. So Devontae Adams had uh, nine catches for 66 yards and the one touchdown, which was also like when he got that touchdown, it was like on the goal line and he uh, like double yeah. moved and ran across. So, I mean, it is a really hard play for Ramsey to defend because he has to run across the field on like running. It was also his a, players. a little bit of miscommunication. Yeah. You could yeah. see when he was running across that he was yelling at the, um, the other defender. corner on the right side. I think it was Fuller. Not, not 100%. Yeah, he was the closest corner on the right side. Yeah. But uh, I think uh, Aaron Rodgers obviously had a really great game. Um, completed 23 out of his 36 passes for 296 yards, two touchdowns. Had a mean QB run where he uh, faked out uh, Floyd. I believe his first name is Brandon Floyd. He has like nine or 11 sacks on the year. He's pretty I think it's Michael Floyd. Or Leonard Michael Floyd. Floyd. Leonard Floyd? Leonard. Yeah, he's he's so. a really good – yeah, he's a really good pass uh, pass rusher for this team. Like, obviously, Aaron Donald on your team helps you a lot, but he's a really solid, good player himself, and Aaron Rodgers completely got him to bite on the pump fake and then just uh, coasted into the end zone. Um, but, yeah, so I thought the Packers played well. I expected them to play well. I expected them to win this game. And um, just because just of the Rams' limits on offense. Um, but And then you have Jared Goff with his third uh, hurt thumb, and you have Aaron Donald, who's also, like, had, like, the ribs, the rib fractures playing, like – it just seemed like a little bit too much for this Rams team to overcome. That was that was my thoughts on it. I uh, for me personally, it kind of seemed like Sean McVay was babying golf with his um injury, so it wasn't. It, they didn't take a lot of shots down the ball down deep. A lot more checkdowns and like safer passes. But against Aaron Rodgers, you have to go for the long ball and takes to try and take some strikes to the end zone. It just kind of seemed like the Rams the Rams offense never got off the ground. Yeah, I, I agree. I I thought I expected this game to be a little more uh lower scoring. Um I thought the Rams defense was gonna limit Rodgers a lot more. And uh looking at these, you know, they got the Bucks this weekend and then potentially the Chiefs or the Bills. I mean I, I, I think that he's the best defense that he's going to face. I think the Rams defense is better than any of the defenses that he's potentially going to face uh, going forward. And I'm not really sure that there's a def- that any of those three defenses could uh, remaining could stop Aaron Rodgers. And I think, you know, I'm not really sure that you're going to be able to contain Rodgers to less than 30 points. And if, if you can't do that, you know, I'm not really sure. I, I, I thought that the Rams defense was going to give him uh, a lot more of a fight than they did. And uh, yeah, I, I know Jared Goff was definitely fighting through some injuries, even though he, he seemed to, he said that it was feeling a lot better um, throughout the week uh, leading up to the game. But you could definitely tell that the just something wasn't clicking on the Rams offense. I agree with you said that the, they've already played like the best defense they're going to see. Um, we'll talk about the Bucks. Like their defense made some plays, but like I, I do agree that the Rams, like out of the three left teams, like if the Rams couldn't stop him, really at all. Like he, he almost had no struggle. Even Aaron Jones ran for 99 yards on 14 carries, averaging 7.1 yards a carry. That's that's insane. And Jamal Williams also on 12 carries ran for 65 yards, uh, averaged 5.4 yards a carry. So not only was Aaron Rodgers cooking, but so was their run game against this good of a defense. It's going to be hard for any of those three teams to stop this offense. I agree with you. Evan, any other thoughts on this game? Um, It just... The Packers went into the game and they knew they had to contain Cam Akers and force Jared Goff to uh, make some plays. And I, again, I'm going back to the babying. I, I 100% disagree with it. And with your cornerback wide receiver matchups, Cooper Cup is going to be locked down by Jerry Alexander, but Robert Woods was running free for most of the game. Cooper Cup didn't play. Yeah, yeah, Cooper Cup he was didn't hurt. Play. Yeah, he was hurt. So oh, it, was Josh, it was Josh Reynolds. Um, Josh Reynolds okay. was in there. He was there. Was a lead. Josh Woods, Robert, uh, Josh Reynolds, Robert Woods, and then yeah, Cam Akers is their uh, what's it called? Running back, main running back as of now. Yeah, I just uh, the defense never really got off the ground, and golf, it, golf's like I, I don't want to say inability, but the play calling just wasn't there to beat the Packers team. 
Yeah, so you would have done that. You think you had to be more aggressive when you're playing Aaron Rodgers, pretty much. Yeah. So uh, the next thing we're going to talk about is the New Orleans Saints and the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And in this game, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won 30-10. to 10. Uh, They actually came back in this game. They were down at first. Uh, there's two main points I want to point out. Uh, the fact that um, – what's his name? Um, what's the slam boy's name? I'm drawing a blank. Oh, Michael Thomas had zero catches on the night. Um, completely was taken out of the game. Like, I know he hasn't played that much this year. He's actually played both games against Tampa Bay. It was the first game of the year where he tweaked his ankle, and then after the ankle injury and then the suspension, he came back for their second meeting. But for them just to completely take this man out of the game, I think that's a huge statement for the Bucks, And it brings in the question of, like, what will the Saints do, like, with Michael Thomas? I know there's, like, talks about, like, they might move him after, like, this year or some of that. But, like, the fact that, like, they couldn't even get him incorporated. Like, he, we know that he was, he was like, offensive player of the year. Did he win the award last year? Did we know? I, Yes, he did. Yeah, he I did. thought so. Yeah. Offensive player of the year last year, and this year he can't even catch a ball in, like, the biggest game for their season. I thought that was uh, really eye-opening. And then also uh, Drew, Ple- Drew Brees' play. Um completing 19 out of his 34 pass attempts, 134 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. Uh, he was just struggling this entire game. Um, yeah. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of sad to see, like, like obviously he's at the end of his career, and, I mean, it just seems like like he was – he just couldn't complete, like, simple passes. And, like, like there's a few throws where he was trying to throw the ball downfield where he should have had more interceptions as hitting defenders in the hands. And it was honestly just kind of sad to watch, like, this, like Drew Brees and the Saints offense, like, implode down the stretch because they, they, they had a lead and they gave up. They lost it in the second half. The guys outscored seventeen to seven in the second half. So those are my big. And I agree. Points. I, I would like I hundred percent agree with Victor Brees. Like watching it, I just saw him throw the game away. But it also seemed like a lot of miscommunication. Like he was doing predictions on where the wide receivers would go, and then they would run the opposite way, and he would just look stupid. Or maybe he was like a few steps like leading them too far. I don't know. I mean, that game was just he just kind of threw the game away. And once Drew Brees had to start throwing it long and, like, forcing it, you know, it just showed his, you know, father time. Yeah, I – well, I don't know that he necessarily threw the game. I, I think this week it came out that, that he was battling through a lot of injuries um, throughout the season that he played through. And, you know, more power to him. That's awesome that, you know, that he – just shows the field. Kind of, what kind, it shows what kind of a player he is and how much, you know – just what kind of a leader he is to the locker room. And um, I, and I know Mike, the Michael Thomas was apparently dealing with some injuries too. And he yeah. held off surgery during the season because he wanted to play with uh, Drew. Um, but yeah, I think I really would have liked to have seen the saints use Alvin Kamara more in the passing game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I thought that the saints, the saints really could have won this game. There was also a punt return that was also called I back. Got called back. Yeah. Back. That was huge. Um and yeah, I just I, if this really was it for uh, Drew Brees, I really hope it's not. I love watching Drew Brees play. I really would have loved to have seen him uh, win another Super Bowl. I thought this I thought this was a team to do it. I know it's gonna be really difficult for them next year. They're a lot, you know, they're heavily over the cap uh, space, um, but we'll see. Um, yeah, I thought that the Saints really had a couple opportunities to win this game, and you know, I don't want to sound like a homer here, but Washington put up more of a fight I felt against Tampa Bay. The New Orleans did. It really, it really seemed that way. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I thought, I thought New Orleans had plenty of opportunities to win this game, and Drew Brees just didn't. I know he's bound through some injuries, but he just did not seem like the same quarterback that we all uh, know him as. Well, the, for the, comparing the Washington game to the like the Washington in this game, like the Saints got off like they were they were up at first, and they were tied at half. Like the same, like you said, like the Saints like had opportunities, and then down the stretch they kind of fell apart. Fell apart. The Washington, I thought, like, played more of, like, an overall, like, better game. And then, like, towards the end, like, started closing the gap where you thought, like, oh, my gosh, like, they actually might pull it off. Where, like, by the the, the longer this game went, it was more like, like, oh, my gosh, like, are the Bucks going to, like, put up, like, 40 on them? Because, like, it was just – it was getting ugly. You had the Jared, you had the Jared Cook uh, fumble, which I think, like, kind of really started the downtrend. And then you had, like, two more picks after that. And then it just was like, all right, well, like, when is this, like, when are they going to start, like, just kneeing this out? And also, when you said, like, you thought Alvin Kamara would have been, like, more involved in the passing game, I think, especially once they realized, like, Breeze was kind of struggling hitting targets downfield, you would want to get, like, some easy throws to Kamara. And if you get to the ball with Kamara in space, like, 
I'd be all for that. I just think like a Camara can make plays and B you can get Drew Brees a little bit more calm down and get some more confidence going. So I really would have, I agree with you. I really wish they would have turned to that because I don't know, maybe the second half goes a little bit different if that happens. Yeah. I just checked. He had three receptions for 20 yards and I don't know. I know early on in the season, Camara was used so heavily in the passing game and that's what makes their offense so dangerous is getting the ball into him in open space and, just I don't know. It seemed that they kind of steered away from that. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's interesting. Um, I know they had the uh, Jameis Winston. He had the um, trick play where he had like the big touchdown. It's actually like the play that the Bears used against them the week before. So like I mean that was a great call, great play. It worked. And then I don't like they just other than that like it was just almost a struggle to move. The, I think both teams. I thought like the Bucks in the first half until like the, the turnover started. I thought the Bucks offense wasn't doing very well either. I, I thought they were calling they were kind of stalling out on drives as well i mean the first quarter ended 6-0 um like there was not much going for brady and the, that offense either until the defense like devin white started making plays um so i i honestly like to me i have not been impressed by the bucks performance in either game like i thought i thought washington played a, a heck of a game and almost upset them this round and then this round was more of the saints offense messing up that that gave the Bucks the game in the second half. So I, I have not, I have not been super impressed by uh, either of the Bucks' first two games. Um, for me, do you guys think that Jameis Winston stepping into this game could have made it any different? Like if he would have came in like the third or fourth quarter. Yep. So I was talking to um actually Jeppy about this. Like, I mean, I'm sure at some point it comes across the mind of Sean Payton, but I don't know if like if I would have it in me to bench Drew Brees in like his potential last playoff game to like put Jameis Winston in. But I mean, maybe if that's if that's better for the team, maybe. I mean, Winston, the one pass we saw, like he made it, it was wide open. So like maybe, but I mean, there's a chance that Winston goes in there and blows it, and then you have to look at Winston didn't win it either, and Drew Brees, you're like franchise guy you just put on the bench but like I think the only way Drew Brees would have been taken out of the game is if Drew went up to the like if Drew made the call like if he said like I can't do it other than that I don't think you pull him but if Winston yeah. Winston looked better I mean Winston uh, might have done better but I don't I wouldn't pull him I let him ride it out unless Drew said I, take I was him gonna say I was gonna say you know I know that Taysom Hill was in for a little bit uh during the regular season but and but you can't steer away from what's gotten you this far. Um, you can't just pull Drew Brees in the middle of a playoff game. I know hindsight's twenty twenty. You can say now, like, oh, well, maybe if they put in Jameis Winston, something different would have happened. And that's kind of like um, a couple of years ago when the Ravens played the Chargers in the playoff game. Everybody was – when Lamar was struggling in the first half. And everyone was they like, were calling oh, for Joe. Like, yeah. Well, why would you put in Flacco? Like, the Lamar, Lamar saved the Ravens' season then. And, like, why would you just steer away from what's worked and what's gotten you here? Like, I feel like that's in the same position. I know Taysom Hill played a little bit mm. and won him some games, but you just don't bench Drew Brees in a playoff game. I know you're right. You can say, looking back now, but, no, I I, I disagree. So, Evan, when I was watching yeah, it, when I was watching it, I was thinking, like, like, this man is just off. Like, I didn't think they were going to win, but – like, because yeah. he was like, he was playing like pretty badly, especially in like the third and fourth quarter. Like, he was just missing people when he was, and he was throwing almost interceptions and interceptions. So, like, at that point, I was like, oh my gosh, Brady's going to do it again. He's going to like, he might go to another Super Bowl. But I was like, I still wouldn't have it in me to pull him. Like, I would like, may, like, now next year, just talking about next year, there's a chance that they're going to tell him, like, like, hey man, like, we need to move on. Like, we need to go to some kind of younger option. But I don't think I'd have it in me to, to, to bench him in front of, I just don't. I don't think I would have it in me to bench him, but I I do understand what you're saying. You know what I mean? Where do you, where do you guys where do you guys think that they look for? Uh, who do you guys think that they turn to to be their quarterback next year? Well, I think I think Drew Brees retires, and I think they probably they probably give it to Winston. But I guess if Taysom, I know Taysom was inactive this game, which honestly I think hurts their offense a lot because Sean Payton loves getting him involved. He was hurt. Yeah, 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 he was at this game. Yeah, yeah. I think hurt them because. Sean Payton relies on him to do all kinds of things in the offense other than just being a quarterback. But uh, I mean, I, I would think, I would think um, Jason, James Winston, but they picked Hill over it. Uh, they picked um, Taysom over him. So, uh, I mean, maybe they, maybe they do get out and in uh, training camp, but I would, I would think Winston, he's already on the roster and Taysom. I think he's, I mean, I think he's fine. They won games with him earlier, but I think he's more like I would rather have him as like a tight end slash like special teams guy, run the ball guy, 
I'd rather have that, and I'd rather at least see what James Winston can do for the first four weeks. That's 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 my thing. Yeah, that's. I would agree, and like they know what they're getting out of Taysom Hill, which is you know, in my opinion, par for a quarterback. And then he's a he's athletic, so he can run. But I mean, you want to see what you got in Jameis Winston. I think they would use at least three games to do that next season. What do you think, Ryan? Yeah, well, I think I think Jameis Winston is actually a free agent, but I don't really see a way that they. I mean, if they can figure a way to bring him back on the team, um, I don't know. I really don't know. I the draft a guy, maybe. Yeah. I think that in the end, I, I I don't think that they really have the cap space to be able to go out and get like a big flashy quarterback. Yeah, I don't see that happening. I think they're gonna have to go with you know, taste. I think it's either gonna be Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston, or they draft the guy. I think that that's probably your options. So you and think maybe you have a you think Drew Brees retires? Right? What's that? You think Drew Brees retires? Yeah, I I mean I don't want to like make an assumption on someone's career, but I right. you know just the way that just the whole everything had a weird feeling, a really yep. weird feeling. Yeah, well, uh, the way he was like looking around and then he was leaving himself. Yeah, like, off the, yeah. Off yeah. The field. I mean, like, like I agree with you. Like, Drew Brees is one of my all-time favorite quarterbacks. Like, I don't want him to retire, but I mean, like, no, I don't, I don't, and I don't think he'll play anywhere else. But I think the Saints might be like, like we're moving in a different direction. You know what I mean? And yeah. then, like, I don't, I don't see him going somewhere else. Well, I never saw Philip Rivers going somewhere else. And, I mean, that's fair. And I never saw Tom Brady leaving the Patriots, but yeah. you never know. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't see him really. I don't definitely don't see him leaving. Um, but who yeah. knows? I guess time will tell. Yep. Yeah. All right. So are you guys ready to move on to the AFC side? Yeah. All right. So the uh, we can start with the Ravens-Bills game. Uh, the Bills won this game 17-3. to And... Uh, this game definitely did not go the way I thought it was going to go. I thought, even though it was like cold and it was in Buffalo, I thought this was going to be a high-scoring like offensive showdown of like who can just put up the most points and like maybe even who gets the ball last. I think I predicted like it would come down to like a last-minute field goal, but instead there was three missed field goals. Justin Tucker missed two, and uh, I think it's Tyler Bass. I know it's Bass. I believe his name is Bass. Tyler Bass missed a field goal. Um, the Ravens' offense just couldn't get going at all. Uh, Lamar Jackson uh, completed 14 of his 24 pass attempts for 162 yards and one interception, which happened to be like a over 100 yard uh, inter, uh, pick six. And then he also got a concussion towards the end of the game. But um, uh, I thought the run game was pretty good. Gus Edwards and Josh Jacobs both exactly had 10 carries for 42 yards and average 4.2 yards per carry. I thought we ran the ball pretty well. And surprisingly enough, our best receiver was Hollywood. He went up and caught two contested passes where he got hit in the air, which I've never seen him catch a ball after getting hit in the air. And he actually came down with them. But uh, our offense just really couldn't get anything going. Um, they gave up more points than they scored. So our offense netted negative four points. And I don't – if your offense plays that poorly, there's there's no way you can win in, like, any circumstance. I thought our I thought our, our defense played amazing, uh, holding um, – Josh Allen, who everyone was all scared about, they're going to blow us out. They're going to blow – he's going to drop so much points on this Ravens defense. It's going to be a shootout. I thought our defense stepped up, played huge, contained Stephon Diggs to, like – I mean, to respectable. I mean, he still had – he still had a good night. Uh, he still had 100, 106 yards and one touchdown. But he didn't, like – like, didn't beat the game. Like, the, the Buffalo Bills only scored 10 points on offense. So, um, I thought the Ravens defense played really well. It was just – Special teams. I know we had uh, we had a snapping problem. We had two missed field goals. Our, we had a, like a 15 yard punt, um, and through all of that, at halftime, we were still tied three to three. So um, I thought our defense has played absolutely fantastic and actually kept us in this game all the way until in the fourth quarter. We had our backup quarterback, but um, very very disappointing from the offense. Yeah, I agree. Right, okay, you can take it, Evan. All right. Um, yeah, I would agree. And the run game was so strong, for example. I mean, obviously, you have to incorporate the passing game, but with the Ravens, when they couldn't stop it and you're marching down the field, I just disagree with the um, the the choice to pass it on, what was it, second down for the interception? Uh, the pick six? Yeah. Uh, I'm not I believe sure. it was second down. Find it. But, I mean, like, you have at least another down and you choose to throw the ball and take a strike for the end zone, which I understand. But with an already windy game, a lackluster passing game, and a very strong run game, it's just the same thing. As, it reminded me a lot of um, the Seahawks, obviously not on the, the two-yard line with Marshawn Lynch, but 
I mean, with the run game that was so prominent, the option using the option to pass it instead of running the ball for me was uh, I I disagreed with that. But yet again, that's only one play, and overall, it just the deep ball just wasn't there for either team because of the wind, and there was just so many that were just flown out of the flown to the right. There were so many times where Josh Allen had someone deep, and the ball was just soaring, and I was like, oh, thank God, because they had someone beat deep. There was so many times. So I think without the wind, I think the Ravens would be beat by a little bit more than uh, what we what we saw. So overall, this game, I think I'm chalking up the low scoring to obviously the Ravens had a great game plan, but also the win because there was at least two deep balls that could have been ran for a catch if it uh, ran for a touchdown if the pass connects. Yeah, I yeah the wind obviously was a huge factor. You never see, you rarely see Justin Tucker miss two field goals. Um, the first time he's like, missed two oh, inside fifty. What's that? It was the first time he's missed two inside 50. Yeah, well, and even Tyler Bass isn't really even that bad of a kicker, and he missed yeah. two as well. But, um, Evan, I just looked. That was a third and goal from the nine. Yeah, it's a third and goal from That's what I was looking up. Yeah, it was third I, and goal. I, okay. I, I don't – I wouldn't – I mean, I wouldn't have run the ball there unless you view it as four no, down territory, which I don't know that you do in that situation. But anytime that you contain the – first things first, when the Ravens, the first drive of the game, they had, I think – Four first downs on the first five plays of the game, and they yeah, were like running the ball right through the the Bills' defense. I was like, wow, like this was a really impressive start. And then Lamar took the sack, yep. And it really went downhill from there. Uh, the Bills totally had the Ravens' run game figured out. I mean, anytime you're containing the Ravens' run game to 150 yards, that's definitely a success. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. I thought that. Um, and anytime you're holding the Bills' offense to ten points, I would also consider that a success. I'm just the pick six, but yeah, I, if you had told me that the Bills were going to score seventeen points, I think any Ravens fan would have said, "Oh, they're definitely going to win this game." But yeah, uh, no, I guess not. And, and another crazy stat uh, that I had found on my own here is that the last time the Ravens scored three points in a regular season or, or, or a playoff game was January 16th, which is the same exact date, 2010, in a Saturday night game in the divisional round, which they lost. Hmm. So they hadn't scored three points in a game in 11 years. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Who, who did we lose to then that year? The Colts. The Colts. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very um, – in my – it was a very poor, like, I don't know. It was just a poor – like, I thought our season overall – like our team played pretty well. Like we were we went from six and five to eleven and five. I know we didn't play the best teams down the stretch, and then we came back on the Titans. So like overall, I see the season as a success, but that was a hard way to watch it go. It was a very poor performance, I thought, from our mm-hmm. team as a whole. Well, Ethan, if you're the if you're the uh, if you're the Ravens, where do you go from here? I know there's been a lot of talk about people saying that you want to add, you know, a pass catcher. There's been talk about Allen Robinson. Um, but if you're the Ravens, where do you go from here? I don't know. I don't know their exact cap situation. Do you? Is your first uh, prayer sending Lamar? Do you work on the pass rush? I mean, where where do you go from here? So, I mean, I'm a huge Lamar fan. So, I mean, I have some bias. Like, I loved him in um, college. Uh, I mean, it does kind of worry me that, like, I don't. I mean, like, I I think he can win. Like, he proved like the beating the Titans was like the check on like the box for me this year. Like. Like, Steelers are out. Like, I think if we would have played the Steelers, I think we could have beat the Steelers in the playoffs. Uh, we got to play the Titans. I wasn't sure about that game. And then we came back from downtown. So that made me happy. Um, I don't know if the win was, like, just absolutely brutal. And then he got the concussion. So we didn't get to finish the game. Um, I don't think we would have won the game even if he got to play the fourth quarter. So I think Lamar is fine. Um, I think there's obviously, like, some limitations as of now. Like, we've just kind of seen that, that maybe – I mean, like, I know we can pass the ball, but there's some limitations in the pa- in our passing game. Uh, I think our wide receivers kind of kind of play into that. But for me, the number one priority is we need to get a center. Just we've had snapping problems twice now. We had Skura first, then uh, we benched Skura, put in Castillo. Castillo gets injured, and then we put in Makati, this new guy who played fine until this game, where he he went back to what Skura was doing, having these bad snaps. So I think a center is 
our first priority. I don't know if they'll have an option to get someone that's ideal in with our pick, which would be around the 20s, I would guess, in the first round. So I don't know if we'll get a center there, but some some way, somehow, I want to get a new center. And plus, I don't think building your O-line ever really hurts. So I think our center should be our first um, our first priority. Second priority, uh, I, I'm kind of – my second and third priority, I can go either way on. Uh, obviously, a pass catcher would be nice. If I think if we could get Allen Robinson or Kenny Galladay, that would be a huge, like, huge win. I know there was a, a – Oh, so on Al Robinson's Twitter, he liked a tweet about going to the Ravens. So I think he might have some interest. It depends on if the Bears franchise tag him. I'm not sure who they're going to franchise tag. I, I have no idea. Like, we'll have to see how that on plays. So if we can get either of those two, that'd be great. Um, if they could pick up someone late in the first round that falls that they like, okay. But um, also, I'd like to get more pass rush. Um, I think our second is okay. We'll get uh, Young back, who got injured early in the season. So I think we'll be a little bit like we'll just have more guys, but uh, I think we're going to lose Judon in free agency. So I think getting a pass rusher would be my two A or two B main concern. So I'd be getting the center, getting a like hopefully a, like a tier a somewhat tier one receiver because there's a lot of receivers in that are hitting the free agency and and in the draft. And then I want to get someone because I think we're going to probably pay Nagakwe uh, and Judon's most likely want to get – he's going to get paid big money, and I don't think we're going to pay him big money, sadly, because I love Judon. But I think someone's going to give him, like, C.J. Mosley money where they're going to just give him, like, top, top money. So that would be my three things we need to do. I I agree. Um, I You know, if I were the Ravens, people – I know people keep saying that they need to get a pass catcher – but the way I see it is that, like, what, like you, you don't have to go out and sign the big, flashy Allen Robinson, the Kenny Galladay's, the Chris Godwin's, or oh, I just like with. them. I think they're fantastic. No, I mean, I'm yeah, not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not yeah. disagreeing with you there. I'm just saying that for the Ravens, um, I just, I, I had heard this and I just double checked it. Hmm. The Ravens have one pass rusher under contract for next season, and it's Calais Campbell. Okay. Well, Bernal didn't McKay, we? Uh, Don, what about the rookie Don we drafted? It? The rookie, um, Matabuki. Well, Azubuki, well, whatever. he's a D tackle. Okay, okay. I, I wasn't like Brandon Williams. Not counting him. Okay, okay. Yeah, um, but yeah, Judon McPhee and Gawkway, uh, 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 name, um, Tyus Bowser. Okay, Tyus Derek was D tackle. Um, so I think if I were the Ravens, I would really totally revamp the pass rush. I I don't think that they. I don't think Judon's coming back. I don't. I don't see that. I don't think he's coming. But back. what I was saying about the pass catcher is that. You don't have to sign like the big flashy name. I think, you know, a guy like Corey Davis, maybe I don't know what his market's going to be like, but a guy like him, maybe a Marvin Jones, I know he's older, but I think that the Ravens just need to go out and sign a more reliable pass catcher. Um, you know, a guy they can go to on third downs. Yeah. Um, a guy that just will mark and trust. And I, and I think that, you know, they should use the remaining money that they, the money they have on the cap space and through the draft to totally revamp the pass rush i think next season i mean they could have some problems with the pass rush and i think that that in my opinion that and the center should be their top priorities yeah i agree the pass rush is like a big concern i think so i think judon played i thought nick Ogway played fine so i know people were like intriguing because he wasn't getting the sacks but i mean if you watch the games like he was getting pressure he was getting in the backfield but i feel like they're, they would have a – I mean, unless Judon really wants to come back, but I really think Judon wants to get paid, kind of like Zadarius Smith did a few years ago when he went to the Packers. Like, he wants money. And the free, the fact that the Ravens traded for Ngakwe, I feel like that is going to make them more keen on signing him because it makes him look bad if they trade for this guy and then he walks the next year. So I feel like Ngakwe will be back next year, but I don't see Judon being back, even though if I had to pick one right now, if I had to pick A or B, I'd definitely – pick Judon, but I think both are fine. But I don't. There's. I don't think there's any way they both come back. So I think I agree with you that we need to work on the pass rush. That should be probably one of our main concerns. Yeah. So the Ravens are their big midseason trade was getting in Gakwe, right? Yeah. Yeah. They gave up a, a third and a fifth, I believe, mm-hmm. for for Gakwe, for him to play a total of 20 snaps on Saturday, 35 percent of the defensive snaps. I can't believe that. I can't believe that. I didn't even know he didn't play that much. I mean, our defense played well, so whatever they were doing, like it was working. But I did not know he didn't even play that much. I just double checked that, but yeah, yeah. I, I I think that that's, they gave up a lot for them, and, and no one's really talking about that. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think it's more like because when you look at that game, you're more alarmed by the what the offense did than what the defense did. But yeah, that that is that is a great point though, 
Evan, you have any thoughts? Um, I agree with most of it. I think I rank past uh, getting like a receiver a little bit higher because I know we, we're going to have a guarantee of Nagakwe coming back. Cause I, not guarantee, but I would assume that we pay him. Yeah. And then we keep uh, we get him and McPhee back because I don't think there's a huge market for McPhee. I definitely think he's being looked at by teams, but I think we can get him for relatively cheap and it won't hurt the cap. But I I think a receiver is necessary because we have seen two years of back to back like lackluster wide receiver play, and Lamar, yes, he hasn't been the most reliable in the passing game, but I think. It's a, most in part to a dropping problem and, like, having a slower wide receiver. Wide yeah, receiver I think – I like that's what I was oh, pushing for, like, down. mostly, in like, going into this year. Like, yeah. I think getting him, like, just a big giant, like, like a big possession wide receiver, like, kind of what Ryan was saying, like, like he was saying more of an older guy or maybe an older guy, like, just a guy he can trust, like, on third down. But, like, not even just, like, trust, like, an actual, like, just a big – giant target like our most like our our targets were like sneed and hollywood which are like both short little skinny receivers like get him someone well, that has well, like a like a, just a big target like kind of like andrews but as yeah. a wide receiver you know i mean like someone i agree someone that's more of a possession that doesn't have to be like someone fast and like fast and flashy like just a possession guy that's gonna run my 10 yards get the out route and actually catch the ball like yeah and the upside that i've seen throughout this year is boykin he has progressively gotten more and more incorporated into the passing game and he hasn't been he hasn't been bad in it, and he's been kind of showing up as a possession. But I mean, he's just not, and he's more of a blocking wide receiver than he is. He's fantastic at blocking, running. yeah. But no, he's getting better. I, I remember early in the year we yeah, would, yeah. we would talk, especially Robbie would see it too because Robbie was always looking for stuff like that. That him and Lamar were like on the wrong page a lot. Like they were yeah. they weren't running the same routes. Like and it happened like it happened like three or four games in a row, and then. Obviously, there's an issue there, but no, I agree that Boykin is probably, probably on, honestly on offense, other than like Dobbins and Gus Edwards taking over the running back role, has probably progressed the most. I think out of any player on the offense this year, which is which was exciting because he's from Notre Dame. I was always a fan of him, so I'm happy that he's actually doing well. Um, and then, I mean, I think noticeably, Marquise Brown has taken a step back from what he was doing last year. Except this game, a few he played problems. really well this except- game. This game in the uh, last game, game. Yeah. he played two back-to-back great playoff games, which I will give him credit for. But I think overall in the season, he has shown that he has a dropping problem. And he, I also think he might be utilized wrong because I have watched him run through the middle slants, which I get he's faster than most linebackers and et cetera. But, like, he's also running in front of the linebackers, mm-hmm. which is just, you know, that's just asking for him to get hit. And he's a smaller guy, so when he gets hit, it's more likely for the ball to be jarred loose. So you wanted to get deeper, deeper behind them? Like deeper I, I wanted to be cover. deeper and work the sidelines Okay. instead of running in front of linebackers. All right. So any more thoughts on the Bills or the Ravens or the game at all? Are you guys good? You're good? All right. I'm good. So the last game we're talking about in the divisional round is the Cleveland Browns and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, so – Chiefs won this game 22 to 17. Um, all right, so I kind of wanted to start this off with a question. So, like, the big play was when uh, – who who's, who was going for the touchdown? Was it David Njoku was diving for the pylon and got hit yeah. by the um, – by the? No, it was uh, Higgins. I think. It was, was it Higgins? Higgins? Yeah, it was Higgins. It was Higgins, yeah. No, it was Higgins. It was diving for the pylon, and the ball gets, like, jarred out, and it becomes a touchback, which is, like – essentially like seven points off the Browns because they would have been a touchdown and the Chiefs to get the ball. So like the complaint, yeah, it was Higgins. It's right here. Uh, the complaint was that the um, Chiefs linebacker used his head to initiate contact. And then therefore that should be helmet down with contact should be called back to me. And like, I mean, we had the same debate last year when it was like the push off with the Vikings uh, with Kyle Rudolph in the Saints game. Like to me, like, I don't throw the flag. Like, it was a bang-bang play. It's a great play. Man literally fumbled it, like, two inches in front of, like, in front of the pylon. So, my, I wouldn't have thrown the flag. But, like, and I, I like, I don't, like, I'm a, it's not my team. So, like, when I was watching it, like, I thought, I was like, oh, my gosh. It was just, like, a, that was a crazy play. Like, it really cost the Browns because, like, the guy fumbled it. But, like, it was just a good football play. That's that's my take on it. What are you two thoughts on it? They didn't call the flag, did they? No, they didn't. No. They did not. That's what yeah. I was saying. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. No, I, I, no, I. 
I know I don't want to be like this guy, but when you when you watch like a lot of these plays, like these these hits, you can really slow it down in slow motion, and it makes you know it makes it a lot more like this stuff happens so fast. These hits happen so fast, and you slow it down in slow motion like that, and it makes the hit you know then it makes it a lot easier to call that hit. I think that was just yeah. a, I think that was a, just a football play right there. I I I, I like the uh, the no call. Yeah, I agree. No, I. I agree with the no call. Let the players play, but also it's a lot of times, especially with the way he tackled him. There's no other way but to get your head involved. If that yeah, makes I mean, any sense. When I watched it live, like I didn't even it never even came across my mind that was him with the helmet. Like from what I looked, re- it, as I say, in real time, in real time, I didn't notice. I didn't yeah, even notice that. I didn't notice at all. Like it looked like it looked. I mean, he's a smaller linebacker. I I, I know his name is. I think it's like it's S something. Yeah, Sorenson. Sorenson. Yeah, he's their free safety. Yeah, free safety. Yeah. Oh, he's a free safety. Okay, I thought he played in the. Oh, maybe he just plays in the box a little bit. But I mean, like I thought he like the Higgins is definitely bigger than him, and I thought like he just made a good play. Like it looked like he went with his shoulder, but like it gets kind of gets blocked by the way the camera angle is. And when it popped out, I was like, oh, I think the ball's out. And then when they slow it down, it was like, I mean, it was really like two inches away. Like it was just, it was heartbreaking for the Browns. But I mean, that's just. That's just, I thought it was just a great play. I know. All right. I'm glad to hear you guys agree with it. I just, I saw on like Twitter and uh, on ESPN, there was a topic about like people thought, um, I think one of the announcers at halftime was saying that it should have been uh, a flag and this, this penalty should be reviewable. But I don't really agree with that. I think when you're watching it and like Ryan said, live action, like it's, it's super hard to make calls like that. And it just looked like a normal football play. And it just, he, the guy just made a great play in my opinion. So, yeah. And um, no, I mean, don't question it. Like player safety, obviously. Yeah always has to be number one but i'm just saying like in real time i couldn't even i didn't even notice that yeah at all um well no i was gonna say uh another thing and wouldn't you know it that those that touchdown that got called back was the difference in the game i mean seven they lost by five those yep. seven points well you, you never know i mean obviously they their game plan yeah. changes differently but i'm just i'm just saying you know, five, they lost by five, and that was the difference in the game. Yeah, they went they went in the halftime like nineteen to three, and it could have been ten to nineteen, which is a big difference. But um, the big story in the second half, uh, the Cleveland outscored the Chiefs uh, fourteen to three, but that's largely in part because Mahomes went down with a neck injury. Uh, he was in concussion protocol, so I I heard that like he like went to like pinch like a nerve or something happened to a nerve because like he like like because the hit didn't really. I mean like. When the guy hit him, like he has his arm like around the back of his neck, but it didn't look like a terrible hit. Like like Lamar's, like you could see like Lamar hit his head on the ground, and you could see we're like, okay, like, I can understand that there might have been a concussion there. But like when Mahomes went down, like he went down like forward and it didn't look that bad. But like if you were watching when he tried to get back up, you could tell he was like completely out of it. Like his leg, like his leg was like almost like limp or dead when he was trying to stand up. So um that gives like like major concerns to me from a because Mahomes I think Mahomes is like obviously one of the most like dynamic players in the league I think he's the best player in the league but like obviously you don't want to see one of the young stars in the league like getting hurt like that at all especially in the playoffs but obviously with the Chiefs winning this game now next week if the Steve going to play as of right now as of yesterday I was seeing that he took team reps but hasn't he took all the reps in practice but hasn't officially passed concussion protocol so we don't know if he can play Sunday um but that being said I thought Chet Henney who I saw on Twitter hasn't won a game since 2013. I thought he stepped in and I, uh, I mean, he completed six out of his eight passes for 66 yards. They didn't ask that much of him, but like um, I, on that fourth down play, like the last play of the drive, like I, where he, or first on third and 14, he scrambles and he, like he dove for like that, like that big scrub. I, I had no idea what he was doing when he took off the run and then he dove and he was like one yard short. And then, I think Roma was announcing it. Like they were like they were like lined up, and I thought they were trying to get in the jump, and they were gonna call a timeout and maybe like try to like go for it with like a QB sneak or something. And then when they hike it and they throw the little screen pass or like little like drag pass to uh, Tyreek Hill and he gets the first, like I was just very surprised by the play calling. That's just like ballsy Andy Reid and like I hats off to the Chiefs like how they finished the game because like I mean Cleveland played I think Cleveland played really well. You have to play pretty well against the Chiefs like. The one touchdown going away hurt him. Uh, I thought they could have been more um, – I thought they should have ran the ball a little bit more with Tyree Kill and Kareem Hunt in the first half. Like, yeah, they were going down. They like, they got down big, but that's how their offense really runs. You get Kareem Hunt, you get Nick Chubb going. Eventually, I think, even against a great defense, the Chiefs, I don't even have that – I don't even think they have that good of a defense. Um, we'll get going. 
And and then that's when the play action, that's when Baker can really open it up. So I thought I thought the Browns played pretty well, but I was really impressed by uh, Chad Henney coming in and the play calling that Andy Reid had for him. Yeah, fourth straight fourth straight AFC Championship game in a row for Chad Henney. Yeah. <laughs> Jaguars and then the last three with the Chiefs. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah, well, I, I I don't know. I thought that I thought just the Browns' offense just didn't seem the same you know yeah. it didn't seem the same the, the same Browns offense that we saw against the Ravens in particular that Monday night football game when they put up what 42 points 41 mm-hmm. points it didn't it wasn't the same it wasn't the same then and it wasn't really the same even against the Steelers I thought their their offense looked uh, a lot better then I don't really know what happened um I would have liked to have seen Chubb once in the second half they started getting uh Chubb going a lot more uh, he started breaking off some runs um, but yeah, I just, something didn't seem right there. Um, but I, I just, you know, I hope Mahomes is okay. And, um, yeah. I, the Browns definitely have a bright future. There's no, no doubt about it. I, I think I, the Browns think... like this year, I mean, obviously whoever wins the Super Bowl, like that's a huge win for them, but like the Browns going 11 to five and making it this far and playing like, I mean, they, they almost won this game. Like they almost went to the championship. Back right. Yeah. Without OBJ, like, and he went out before they even knew they were going to make the playoffs. Like, I think they have to – like, Stefanski has to look at this first year as his head coach, first year with the Browns. Like, that's probably, like, the hardest job in the league. I mean, I mean, there's other teams that are, like, bottom of the tier two. But, like, to take the Browns, like, this ha- it has to be a major success. Like, they have yeah. to know that they all well, did a fantastic job. is that, you know, it took them a little bit to get going. Obviously, like, that week one blowout, they lost to the, the Ravens. Ravens. Yeah, yeah well, look, at, go, look at the week one compared to that Monday night game. I think the mon- – I think oh. – that's still the best game I saw this year. Like the card, the first Cardinals Seahawks game is probably second, but that game was crazy. Yeah. Well, I was just gonna say I think that it's just a testament to um, how difficult it is for a lot of these coaches. No, well, a, specifically a first-year coach like Stefanski, you don't have you didn't have the preseason, you didn't have the regular off-season. You know, it took some time. You saw it with Rivera too. You know, Washington got down early, down. I think they were one and five, one and six. Early on in the season, they finally started to string together some wins, and it, it took the Browns a little while, um, but they finally figured it out and they started getting the, their offense started clicking. And I think they're definitely a couple def- a couple defensive players away um, from being uh, another really legit team. Yep. Yeah, AFC North is going to be interesting for a few years, definitely, because yeah, the Browns Browns are already good, and the Bengals with Burrow, I think, are only going to get better. So, Bengals the Bengals are going to bounce back. Yeah, and if yeah. so, if the Steelers and the Ravens aren't making sure that everything's okay, I mean, you could go from playoffs like every year to like I mean, honestly, nothing because the Bengals and the Browns they're going to be good moving forward. Like these teams are going off for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's and that's where you know I think that's where a lot of these teams are going to benefit from that having three wild card teams. Yeah, that's true. No, I agree. I would also like to say that like props to Stefanski for getting all the egos in check. Like, my big thing with the Browns is all their, like, egos and, you know. Yeah, but I was, at the, I was at the Browns and the Bucks in the, in the, in the championship round. <laughs> from, back, from back when we were first talking about it. Because I know you didn't – you weren't a big yeah. fan of either of those teams. But I didn't want either of them to win, so. <laughs> no, I got you. I just think that, like, um, you know, as we saw before, Odell has a bit of an ego. Baker Mayfield has, you know – a bit of his own ego, and then Jarvis Landry likes to follow up with Odell. And I, I don't want to spew like what I think, but I mean, like we've we've seen very like egotistical. They want to be the leaders and like kind of like they want to do what they want when they want and they, like other etc. But I feel like Defensey's been able to like hu- like get them all down to earth, and from then all these star players have just con- have been given the ability to play like their their stardom. Yeah, and I hope next year, like, like it'll be interesting to see if, uh, like when a when OBJ is healthy again, like if they trade him, if they keep him, and I was like, I'm fine if they keep him. I just hope like maybe this like, this like end of the season has taught him like even with Landry, because I mean Landry was a Pro Bowler himself like a few years ago back when it's like he's a Dolphins, like he's a great like he's still a great receiver. Like, no matter who you have, like, it's kind of the same thing with like um. The Ram, uh, was it the Rams? Who like they try to for if you try to force a receiver, like it actually can hurt your quarterback. Um, oh, it was when the it's when the Seahawks tried to force DK Metcalf and they got a pick six, like in like two rounds ago. Like, 
I just hope like they stick to the run game, they get the play action, and they don't just have to think like, oh, it's OBJ. He needs like ten targets today. Like, let the game come to it. Like, he's he's a great receiver. He's gonna get open. He's gonna make plays. But like, I just hope Baker and this offense doesn't force things moving forward with or without OBJ, because I think they showed this year that they don't need it. Like, like a if he if he's there, it's, it's great. I'm not trying to say like they don't need Odell, but like like if because if he's there, he's always gonna make the team better. But like, I just don't think they need to force anything. Just like just play what the defense gives you that that would be my like that's what I hope I see with them moving forward no and I would agree I think that they did a really good job with their uh tight ends like the getting getting Austin Hooper and yep. um Njoku Njoku you know, staying you know, Njoku yeah. yep and there was a talk early on in the season that Njoku wanted out he, no, was he wanted out requesting yeah. a trade and it just he played such a huge role in that offense um down the stretch for them and even um Harrison Bryant. Harrison Bryant, great. yeah, FAU. Yeah. Yeah, he was a great uh, pickup for them in the draft this year. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Making it to the making it to the second round of the playoffs really last year, I guess it was. But yeah, go ahead. Ev. Making it to the second round of the playoffs really gave like a market to the Browns. Like players, it used to be like you don't want to go to the Browns; they're the worst team in the league. But now, now they've been to this, you know, second round of the playoffs. It's more of a like I don't know, enticing. To like be want to be traded or sign in free agency with the Browns. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a destination where some players want to go play. I I think Ryan hit it on the nail. They're going to be looking for some defensive help. Um, yeah. solidify. I mean, like they have good players. Like I'm really excited to see Grant Delpit come back next year. He got injured this year. I'm excited. I hope Greedy Williams and Denzel Ward can stay healthy. I mean, they have Miles Garrett. Um, so like they have good players. I, I really hope Denzel Ward can see how I want their secondary to stay healthy. I think if their second secondary stay healthy, they they actually could be a real problem. I mean, Denzel Ward is I mean, that man is a monster. And then I, I really want to see Grant Delpit finally play. He got injured, I believe, in preseason. I don't think he ever even got to play a single game. So I'm excited to and see then, this team uh, in the future. Another even like the linebacker Christian Kirksley, he's been playing pretty solid for them and just been a leader on the defense. I would like to see them get another uh, D tack or D end to solidify right. this and maybe another corner. All right, so there's any... a lot of holes. Yeah. Uh, any more thoughts on this game for either of you? Evan, you good? Um, yeah. All right. So now we have the NFC and AFC championship. Uh, who do you think will go to Super Bowl? We'll start with the uh, AFC side, uh, the Chiefs and the Bills. I'll let you guys go first. Evan, you can go first. All right. Um, the Chiefs and the Bills, obviously, it's come down to, large in part to if Mahomes is healthy. No, I think that's just the make or break for this game. If he's not healthy, then it's Bills by a 1,000. But if he is healthy, then this is going to be a very competitive game, and I think it's just going to be – it's going to come down to the last possession. Brian? Overall. Yeah. Um. Well, I – yeah, I wasn't on the podcast last week, but mm-hmm. if I was, I would have. And this was the same thing that I was telling a lot of other people, um, is that, you know, I said I said the Ravens. I was like, oh, it's like they scored twenty points against the Titans. I was like, twenty points isn't enough to beat the Bills, and it would have actually been enough to beat <laughs> beat the Bills last weekend. Which is, I would have said that on the podcast if I was on. But the you know the Chiefs only put up twenty two points against the Browns. I don't think that you win. And I know Chad Henney was hurt, or Chad Henney played. Right. Mahomes was hurt. But I don't think you win. You're not going to beat the Bills only putting up 22 points. I just don't see that happening. Um, I, it, yeah, Evan, you know, Evan's right. It depends on if Mahomes plays or not. Um, I, I, I think it's. I don't know. I, I, I got the Bills. I, I think. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I, I, I think. I, I think I got the Bills. I yep. think their offense is going to put up some points. Their defense will be it be able to contain. I like to, I would like to see Tre'Davious White going up against Tyreek Hill. I think that should be pretty interesting. Yeah. What was the final score when they played earlier this year? Um, I can do a quick Google search. The, uh, uh, but while, while he searches that up, Ryan, I have a quick question. Yeah, well, a quick like explanation. Do you think that the score is larger in part to them running the ball in the for a large majority of the second and third quarter? Just what to try score? and drain the clock. What score? The like the low score of the Chiefs and Browns game. Oh, um, do I think that that's? Mm, I think I, I think a lot of it. Uh, honestly, yeah. I mean, you you're probably right. Front of the a uh, lot of. I think the Browns had a couple of long drives. They had. Yeah, yeah I think they yeah they had a couple of really long drives. Um, and then, yeah, I would. 
What's that? I would assume that like the game plan would change against the Bills and be a little bit more attacking depending on how the yeah. game flow goes. Take yeah, being more aggressive, taking more shots down the field. Um, right. I, I I got the Bills though. I th- I think I think the Bills. I I, I agree. The, I have the Bills as well. The the week six matchup, the Chiefs won this game twenty six to seventeen. So it actually wasn't even that high scoring game, but um, yeah, no. So my problem is like I don't. I've preached all year that Chiefs are the best team in the league, and uh, I mean I I think their team is fantastic. You have Tyreek Hill. Uh, Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes all to deal with. Then, not to mention, if you somehow take those guys away, then McCarr Hardman or Sammy Watkins is there. Um, but I mean, at this point, right now it's Thursday. They play in three days. It's or it's almost Friday, and we don't know if Mahomes is like going to be cleared to play. Even if he is cleared to play, I can't imagine he's going to be anywhere near 100 percent to win this game against like this Bills team and Josh Allen. You're going to need to be 100 percent. So I don't know how you would take anyone else but the Bills at this point. Like, I you just don't know if your MVP caliber quarterback is going to be there. Um, and if Mahomes does play, and I know he's not going to be 100%. There's just no way. If he finds a way to win this game, like, in, with the circumstances, like, with this injury, like, I don't know. Like, I just – I already think he's the best player in the league, but I'll just be, like, head over heels if he finds a way to win this game. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I think the Bills are going to win this game. Uh, well, it doesn't, even, it doesn't even sound like it's. I don't, it doesn't even sound like it's just the the concussion. That yeah, he's he's a, he has a leg like injury a and a foot injury, injury too. Yeah, I mean he was. Yeah. I mean before he got hurt, he was literally limping all around the field. Like he was missing, like open passes in the flats to like, um, one was the Tyreek Hill. I think one was the Kelsey. I think one was also the Hardman. I believe because uh, they had tried to hit him in like little screen passes, and he was just missing them. And I mean he just doesn't miss them, and it's because like after every play, man's like go grabbing his ankle and limping. Or grabbing his like going down to his foot. I know he went to the tent earlier, and then they give him a QB like draw. I just, I don't really know what they were thinking at that point. I mean, he's already. You just don't want him to go. You just don't want him to get hurt. But like, I was more worried about his foot getting hurt. I didn't obviously wasn't expecting his him to get his head hurt. But I thought it was definitely interesting that they were running with him after he was already like hurt. Like his foot was already hurt. He's already been in the blue tent right. for right. like a foot injury. It doesn't make much sense. But no, I definitely think the Bills will. Uh, Bills win. It's a shame because I think if there was this was a if they were if Mahomes was healthy, this would this has the makings from one of the best like AFC championship team like like games in a while. Like I think both these teams were the quarterbacks. I think since week sixteen or week six, other than uh, the Kyle Murray Hail Mary, both these teams have won every game their quarterback started. I mean that's pretty impressive. Uh, the Chiefs lost the one where they benched Mahomes against the Chargers week seventeen, but so both teams are like hot. How does could be with these quarterbacks? So, I, I mean, I still hope it's a good game. I think I hope Mahomes can play. I hope he goes out and plays at least eighty percent of what he can do and makes it competitive. Um, but yeah, so we all agree that the Bills are going to the Super Bowl. Then, so now the next one is the Buccaneers at the Green Bay Packers. Uh, we'll start with you again, Evan. Um, I think I I just gonna go with Rodgers on this one. Uh, my explanation for that will be I just think that the matchup. Love Jair Alexander on um, Mike Evans will not wholly take him out of the game, but will limit him. And we've seen Chris Godwin has been shaky the past week. And um, I think that obviously the Buccaneers defense is very strong in the linebacking core. And Carlton Davis has been playing out of his mind. But um, I think that this Packers high powered offense is just going to run all over. Not run the ball, but like steamroll the Buccaneers defense. All right, Ryan. Yeah. So when uh when the Packers played the Buccaneers earlier this year, I mean that was that was a, a complete blowout. The Packers didn't even look like the same team that not. we've seen all year. It's, it was that was that was really early on in the season. And I know the Buc- I I had just asked about the Chiefs and Bills and. I just, wanted, I just wanted that for reference, but I'll look it up real quick. I, that's a good point. It it was it was really it was early on in the year, and they didn't even have Antonio Brown at that at that point. And I know Antonio Brown thirty eight to ten. It week was five. thirty ten. Week five, thirty eight to ten. So a week before the Bills and the Chiefs played. So, um, yeah. Well, it doesn't even sound. I, I don't know if Antonio Brown's going to play or not. Um, it kind of sounds like he's dealing with injuries uh, as well. Mm. Um. But this Buccaneers team really, 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 really uh, has turned. I mean, they've they've turned into a completely different team than we've seen at the beginning of the season. Um, 
And as much as you can say you don't want to bet against Tom Brady in the playoffs, you also don't really want to bet against Aaron Rodgers and yeah. Lambeau in the playoffs. So this is a really tough decision. Uh, but I just I don't see I, I don't see anyone stopping the Packers. I, I really don't. I, I think I think Aaron Rodgers is going to win this game, um, and it'll be great. It, I, I really will. I I really hope Aaron Rodgers wins another ring. Um, I got I, I got to go with the Packers on this. Uh, I agree. So I remember this going to this game week five. I was so high on the Packers. Like if someone would have like offered me like I would if someone would have like came to me and wanted a bet, I would have been like, just name your price. Like I was so high on the Packers. And then when I was watching that game, when he simmed back and throws a pick six and then comes back in the next drive and throws a pick, like I just like couldn't believe it. So like, like part of me, cause I'm like pretty much just as confident saying, I think the Packers are going to win against the Bucks this time around. Like I, and I don't want to be out against Brady, like in the in the playoffs. I picked him to beat the Saints. Like I, I thought Brady was going to come out and play well. Um, he actually played a little bit worse than I expected, especially in the first half. But I kind of like I kind of already said when we were talking about the last game, the Bucks the last two games haven't impressed me, and the Packers have only impressed me like the last like like four or five games of the season, especially this last game against the Rams and that defense. Like Rodgers, in my opinion, he's my MVP pick. He's just been playing fantastic. Other other literally other than that Buccaneers game week five, he's played fantastic and. Uh, I mean, you got Devontae Adams, like, literally burning everybody. And then you got uh, Lazard back and um, Scant, like, so, I don't remember his first. He has, like, two last names, like the Scanling. Um, yeah, he's, he's playing well. And then, honestly, Robert Tanya, too, like, their tight end, he gets open downfield, and he has, like, pretty good hands. Uh, like, I, I had him on fantasy a little bit and on one of my leagues. But, I mean, watching him play, like, he actually get, like, he's actually a pretty, like, uh, reliable weapon. And, obviously, if if you're even a little bit reliable, Rodgers is gonna find you. So, like I agree, Rodgers is like that offense and even um the run game. Like, like Aaron Jones is playing really well. Like last year he played fantastic. Like he's playing really well. So, I don't think this offense is gonna get stopped. Like I mean, I, I, I the Bucks defense is no joke. So I think it would be a good game. But this offense is running so well, and like the Packers defense isn't terrible. Like, like Quan Alexander is literally a lockdown corner. He's fantastic. And then they also have. They also have Amos in the back, and they have Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith up front. Like, their defense isn't terrible. So as long as they can, like, keep them in the game, I don't think Rodgers loses. And I think Rodgers versus Brady, we just got Breeze Brady last week. Like, these are all-time matchups. These are, like, these uh-huh. are fantastic for NFL fans. So I can't be more excited, but I, I definitely think it's going to be Green Bay Bills. You know? So we yeah, all agree. Gonna, yeah. So I um, I was going to say, see, I think you were right, Ethan, about when you are talking about the last couple of games for the Packers really uh, has impressed you. And I'm looking at it now, and they so week – hold on, 17, 16, 15, 14. Week 14 against the Lions. They only beat them by seven. I know a divisional matchup is kind mm. of tough. Uh, but then they played Carolina. I remember watching that game. It was a Saturday night game, and they just – they got out to a really uh, uh, big lead early, and then they kind of, like, called off the dogs, it seemed like, and then they kind of let the Panthers get back in the game. Mm. And it just wasn't really that impressive. And then they played the Titans on that Sunday night game in the snow. Yep. And I was I I I texted Robbie before that game. I was like, this game's gonna be like a classic game just in the snow. I just it was Sunday night football. I was like, this is just gonna be a classic game. Derrick Henry's gonna have a really good game. And then just the Packers just rolled them. And I I think really ever since that game, they they, they rolled the barriers in week 17. They looked great against the Rams. They've I mean, you're right, they they've really seemed to turn it up a notch ever since that, that Panthers game. That Titans game, I remember. Like, I'm actually glad you brought it up because I, I totally forgot about it. Uh, they started off like really hot, and then I'm pretty sure they were up like either by, I think they were up like, I know I'm looking at the box score. There was a touch. The Tennessee scored a touchdown in the second quarter, and Green Bay scored six in the first and thirteen in the second. So I guess they were up by like a touchdown. Like Titans must have scored and brought it in between a touchdown right before halftime. And I was like, oh, the Packers are playing so well in the first half. Like they should be up more than a, like a touchdown by half. And then Rodgers drives down scores right before halftime and then they come out and they they just keep scoring in the second half and then like like you said like the second half like they just completely blow out the titans and the titans at that point were like like on route to win the division like we're hot we're a respectable team you think that the snow like yeah Aaron Rodgers is used to it but it's gonna help a running team and the Packers just I mean didn't even make them look competitive and I was like dude this is a team that I'm scared to play in the playoffs and Rodgers out here disgracing them so yeah, no, they just seem like they're on a roll, and I don't know, like like you said, like you don't bet against Tom Brady in the playoffs, like like Aaron Rodgers when he's on, and I've been saying like 
I think the perfect team to beat them is the 49ers. And the 49ers being out this year just leaves, like, such a wide-open, like, opportunity for Rodgers and the Packers to, like, like get his second ring. Like, I, I really think, like, he has a really great shot this, this year. Uh, and now he's two games away. So, yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, think he's, I think they're going to make it this year. So, I, I'll ask you guys, um, what Super Bowl matchups let's, – let's rank, like, the four – the four matchups of like the potential matchups of what you guys want to see. Cause I think, I think it's an easy pick um, to say like, Oh, we want to see Mahomes and Brady in the Super Bowl, And I think that'd be great and all, but I don't know. What do, what do you guys think? My number one pick would be healthy Mahomes versus healthy Rogers. I think Mahomes is like, like, I, like almost like a younger Rogers, but like maybe a little bit more like athletic. Like Rogers is too, like when he was younger, but my, I would love to see, uh, Mahomes versus Rodgers, both offensive powerhouses going at it. That would be my number one. Yeah. I think my number one would be this. I, I have to agree. I just – you can't – I I've, any Super Bowl with Mahomes is exciting. And then Rodgers being just as clutch as it gets, I think that game would just be coming down to the last possession. It's just going to be fantastic. Yeah, well, I think that that was – I mean, I remember last year – in the playoffs, like that was what I wanted. I mean, we in the AFC and NFC championships, like let's get, like, can we please get Mahomes and Rodgers? And then obviously that isn't what ended up happening. Um, I think that'd be great. And last year, the only time that we could have had that matchup last year, Mahomes was hurt and Matt Moore was the starting quarterback, I believe. That was a Sunday night football game last year. Um, so Mahomes didn't yeah, even play. It was when he got injured. He got injured against Denver. Uh, he got yeah. hurt his leg against Denver on a, a QB draw. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> no, I, I think that I think that'd be I think that'd be a great matchup. Um, but I think that Rodgers and uh, Rodgers and Josh Allen, a Packers and Bills, two small market teams. Like I think that that type of matchup, it just kind of flies under the radar. Like that's what I would love to see is just something different. I think that, like just having a matchup like that is just great for you know just well, for, honest, for, yeah. for passionate football fans i think that that's just a great 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 yeah. match and it's good for the game i honestly like like you saying that like because i obviously i'm big on Mahomes rogers and that's a great point like small markets but like honestly brady with brady with the narrative either one like brady versus Mahomes again like they've already met in the two AFC championships like and then now they're in the super bowl against each other that'd be fantastic and then also if it's the bills brady going against his old division like the year after he leaves it like like all four of them are great storylines, um, but if I had to pick, I would I would love to see uh, Mahomes Rogers. So yeah, I agree with you, and I think that's a great question too. Um, and that, but no, I don't. I think we're gonna have Bills uh, Packers. So I think I think honestly, any of the four teams that make it, like I think it would, I think the Super Bowl will be like a very. Um, I think it'll be a close game. I think it'll like be a close, like high, like I think it'll probably be high scoring. But like I don't think we'll have like uh, a Rams Patriots game. I think it will actually be like a very exciting Super Bowl. Um, so I'm looking forward to it a lot, actually. Yeah. Well, also, uh, Tom Brady's 32 and three all time against the Bills. So Buccaneers yeah. and Buc- oh, Buccaneers and Bills. Yeah. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be pretty interesting. Yeah, that would be. That'd be crazy. Oh, gosh, if Josh Allen. <laughs> not only could win the Bills, like, I mean, like, I know Bills fans are already, like, so in love with him with, like, all the stuff he's, like, done. Like, he's, like, they haven't won playoff games in forever. But not only could they do it all, win the Super Bowl, but beat Tom Brady all the way when they win the Super Bowl. Like, gosh, Bills fans would literally just go absolutely insane. Bills fans deserve it. There's no doubt about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, raising all that money for the Mars charity, that's actually insane. So, that's what sports are all about, though, so. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to these games this weekend. I think that they've they've both of them have got some great potential for. Uh, it's gonna be a great. They got a lot of potential for uh, to be both great yeah. games. I hope I hope the Bills Chiefs game isn't like a total blowout. I hope like if like if it's like if Mahomes can't play, I think it could definitely get really ugly. But hopefully not. So um, going to the Buccaneers Packers game, what player do you think will just be the difference maker? I'm debating on just Rodgers or Devontae Adams. Like, I don't – like, I don't know. Like, I don't – I'm not sure if, like, Murphy Bunting and the secondary of the Bucks can, like, really contain Devontae Adams. But, like, Aaron Rodgers might just also just 
go insane, drop like 350 like, yards, like three touchdowns. So either one of those two, I think, probably has a huge game. What do you think, yeah. Ryan? How about you? So I think, um, I think a, a different like a difference maker could be for the Buccaneers. I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say Cameron Brait. Okay. So Cameron Brait had a pretty uh, big game against Washington, um, but I think that when you know when you're you're facing um, a team like the with the offense and the firepower like the Buccaneers have. The pack, it's very easy to be so dialed in on Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Gronk, Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, you know, you name it, Antonio Brown, if he plays, that it's easy to lose track of a guy like Cameron Brady. And I think that I think that he could potentially be a huge difference maker for them. And I'm gonna say for the Packers, my boy, Robert Tanyan. I am a huge Robert Tanyan guy. Uh, he's I think he's I think he's great. And I I think that I think that he could potentially have a huge um impact on this game i know rogers loves to go to him in the play action game i know they're both tight ends on my back picks are both tight ends but i think that i think the two of them could um potentially be uh difference makers in this game for me uh, i said um personally i liked um i like ronald jones i think he's going to have a game and depending on his game he could split he could change the outcome but um for the packers i kind of went um I was thinking either scouting or scalding or uh, Lazard. I just think that with Devontae Adams, I think you have to at least double team him. And that's just going to open up uh, options downfield for your slot. So, receiver. For the Bucks, like, I, I like the Ronald Jones pick. Like, I think one of the two, Leonard Fournette or Ronald Jones, has the potential to, like, like, like Ryan said, like, there's so much, like, they're paying attention to so many of the receivers. Like, if one of them gets hot, like, I mean, Rojo, like, played really, really good in the middle of the season. Uh, kind of like Mike Davis when he was playing when um, McCaffrey was out. Like, if Ronald yeah. Jones is going, I think I could also see, like, him or Fournette. Like, I, I don't know which one to pick. Like, I think either, like, just the Tampa running game could play really well, I believe. Like, that's where they can start to get some momentum on offense. But also in the Packers, I want to point out, I think Quan Alexander, like, I could – be totally wrong on this. Like I could just eat my words next week, but I think Quan Alexander against Mike Evans. Uh, I mean, I, I literally everyone Quan Alexander's covered. He's literally been completely locked down. Uh, Jair. And oh yeah, J- yeah, my bad. Jair Alexander, my Jair Alexander. And if I, the way that Lattimore locked down Mike Evans last week, like I would expect not like nothing less from Jair Alexander uh, to do to um, Mike Evans this week. Like, and Mike Evans is great, but uh, Jair Alexander has been playing like. Absolutely fantastic against everybody. It's lights out. It's kind of like the Real Revis stat line. Like it's not, it's not flashy interception wise, but every single receiver that he's went against, went against has just been. He allowed negative three yards last week in a playoff game. Like that's yeah. insane. So, like he like the one pass he gave up was a catch, and he tackled the guy behind the line of scrimmage because it was a screen pass. <laughs> so, um. Uh, yeah, I think I think he's gonna have a fantastic game, and I, I was I was seeing if anyone's gonna point him out, but I I definitely think he's gonna have a huge, a, he's gonna have a huge impact in this game. Either he's gonna get beat by Mike Evans, or he's gonna lock him down, and I I think he's gonna lock him down. So, all right, any more thoughts on either of them, or on any of the teams at all that you want to talk about? You guys, good? I got nothing else. I got nothing else. Good. All right, so um. This has been uh, the Sports by the Hour. Uh, this is Ethan Shep. Evan Sillett. Ryan Wallace.